0: So he's given me this speech, and this particular speech has changed my life. And uh, it's something that I actually live by. He goes, God damn it, Bolo. You be relentless. Refuse to be denied. Force your will. Don't you back down, and don't you quit.
1: How's life, man? How's life been?
0: Hey, life is uh, life is a good thing. As you know, as we go through life, you have your ups and your downs. But at the same time, we always gotta try to find a way to keep pressing forward.
1: Yeah, man, I really appreciate that. So let's get into this podcast. A lot of you, a lot of people probably don't know you outside of the city of Regina, maybe because Saskatchewan. Everybody knows who Vincent Donaldson is. You know what I mean? So let's go back a little bit. You're not from Canada, right? You're not born here, not raised here. You're from the states, right?
0: Yes, I'm. I'm not from here. I'm no. uh, from uh, Detroit, Michigan. That's where I'm from. But I was born in uh, Rock Island, Illinois, and moved to Detroit when I was probably around two years old. Oh, and, okay. And spent uh, the rest of my uh, adolescent years growing up
1: there. Is Illinois close to Detroit?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, it's about where I was born. Is about five hours away from Detroit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay detroit hey i've never been to detroit how's how's the living in detroit different than regina probably
0: hey it's the total opposite in every way shape form (laughs) that's right yeah i I have no idea you
1: got to explain to us a little bit
0: well detroit is uh is a is a uh fast happening city it's uh it's a lot to do a lot to get into uh you always got to be aware of where you at be aware of your surroundings you got to watch your front watch your back watch your side you know kind of thing but at the same time it was a wonderful place to grow up it's a place that uh where, you know, going against and being with, uh, I guess, uh, other very talented individuals, yep. you know, it tells you to be the best you could possibly be. I actually remember being 10 years old, well, nine years old when I first started playing baseball and going to baseball tryouts, we had cuts. Really, at nine, ten years old, everybody they make the team.
1: Oh shit! In Saskatchewan, not like that. Sometimes you know, nah, everybody, everybody play, everybody get a trophy, they get right? a participant medal.
0: Yeah, so that's why you understand why the mentality sometimes with Americans can be a little bit different.
1: No, for sure. Did you grow up with any brothers or sisters? I have an older brother. Actually,
0: uh, I'm. Uh, he's ten months older than me oh so I, I came in the world what i call hot <laughs> and Jeez. what i what i mean by that is uh, i was born at seven months i was a preemie I oh was, you were oh. i was born three pounds two ounces and as you know back in 1968 then they had the technology that no. they have now it's pretty much put you in the incubator and Let you fight grow. for your life
1: yeah geez so you don't even remember that but what did your parents say about that situation
0: uh basically i was a fighter i was uh, i was just one of those uh babies that yeah. you know just had that grit had the guts and was able to make it through and that's no. something that has been able to uh i guess carry me throughout my life
1: it all started right there in that incubator it Crazy, all started man. right there and the mindset started right there <laughs> started baby we it. gotta fight <laughs> got to get out this. <laughs> so, back in back in uh, Michigan right now. So you went to high school in Michigan, I'm guessing, right? Yes, I went to Henry Ford High School. So when did you start playing football then?
0: I actually didn't play football until I was in the uh, 10th grade. I oh. I actually tried playing um tried playing little league football, but my mom uh she didn't want me to play. She didn't want her baby to get hurt because in baseball I just broke my wrist playing baseball, and Shit. she was obviously in her feelings and didn't want me to didn't play. Be, uh, didn't want me to play football. But what I did is uh, in the tenth grade I had a bunch of buddies that played football that I actually played baseball with, and they invited me out to the team. They knew I was a pretty talented individual. They figured I was yeah. a guy that could uh, actually help the team. Your so, mom let you. She didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know until after the fact. Well, mama don't know won't hurt her, right? <laughs> it will not hurt her.
1: <laughs> but she must have found out at some point, though. Uh, he must have been killing it. And yeah, then she, found she,
0: out. she definitely found out later, yep. you know, uh, once I made the team and uh, invited her, invited them to the game. And yeah. it's was like, there's no turning back. There's no there. turning back, no.
1: Like in a tattoo, there's no turning back. Um, what positions you play in high school? Did you play DB then right away?
0: I, I played DB right away, Yeah, I yeah, always been a DB. I always been the guy that just had a natural knack, you know, to stay with individuals. My first start actually was the uh, second game of the year, and again, you know, playing football, the only experience I had was tag in the street and tackle at the park.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cause you you a baseball player at that so moment. So baseball yeah.
0: player, and going into game two, we going to we going to play a uh, Cooley High School, and they're one of the uh, more uh, dominant teams in the city of Detroit. Okay, and they had this uh, player by the name of Dino Dawson, and uh, Dino Dawson is one of the, one of the best players in the state of Michigan. I mean, he wasn't just he was considered to be all american and as you know all american not just one of the best in the city not just one of the best in state but he's one of the best in the
1: states in the states yeah
0: and uh the starter got hurt in game one and so my coach came to me uh that monday and uh he was like bolo you're gonna start that's my nickname back home okay and he go and uh you Know, but I'm, I'm all my buddies telling me about Dino, 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 this, yeah. Dino, that, Dino, this, and my coach. You know, him being savvy and understanding the situation, hey, I got this kid that never played organized football before, and I'm about to put him against the All American,
1: yeah,
0: right. But that said a lot about what he's seen in me, right? exactly. So, he's given me the speech, and this particular speech has changed my life, and uh, it's something that I actually live by. He goes. God damn it, Bolo, you be relentless. Refuse to be denied. Force your will. Don't you back down and don't you quit. And sure enough, man, I got that speech all week and a few other things. And sure enough, man, I go into the game and what ended up happening in that scenario, my focus wasn't on Dino Dawson. What was it on? My focus is on forcing my will. Damn. My focus on being relentless.
1: Yeah. So you weren't <laughs> even thinking about Dino Dawson, All-American. You were just forcing your will the whole game. I, Man, that's crazy. I, yeah. and,
0: and what's crazy about that, I was like clay when it came to football because I was new to it, so he just took me and shaped, and shaped me you. and molded me and, and molded my mind. Mm-hmm. I already had had the the natural athletic ability yeah. right that's why he put me out there he put it knowing together. that I never played organized football before but I got a knack where a guy just can't can't leave him no for sure and man we go into that game and sure enough they they ISO me yeah bombs away
1: <laughs> and what happened how'd it work
0: how'd it go look at here man Vincent Donaldson made a name for himself right, okay okay yeah Shit. i think Dino might have caught he might have caught one ball for like maybe three yards and got Damn. lit up i mean not a knock against Dino whatsoever no. he's, he's a great he was a great outstanding receiver but i had something that was a little natural with me and i and i had that this mentality in me. You know that goes back to that seven month three pounds two ounces in the
1: incubator yeah in the
0: incubator Yep. <laughs> and in my and my coach giving me that gas yeah he that's a on that's it a he that's giving me that gas yeah. right <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what'd he say to you after that game man because he don't know you're going to do that you know man, what i mean he just gave after a that chance.
0: game the rest was history it wasn't no more to be said
1: yeah you just Benson donaldson i'm you know just what I
0: mean? do what you do yeah and just Damn. continue to take in the coaching and uh try to stay humble and try to stay out of trouble and yeah. And just try to, uh, consider to con- continue, you know, to get better.
1: So that was the moment I'm like, I'm gonna do this, not baseball, basically.
0: That's pretty much. That pretty much. I won't say that was the moment. Yeah. But that was that was one of the moments that let me know, you know what, you can get some out of this.
1: Yeah, man. That's a, yeah. Uh, that 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 speech you gave me almost gave me goosebumps. You know what I mean? Want yeah. me go run through a brick wall? Fuck yeah. Shit. And is he still <laughs> is he still alive nowadays or no is he
0: Man, a... I miss Joe so bad, Rest in peace, dude. Jesus, it's, yeah. down there, it's down there, it didn't bring tears to my eyes. Damn, my bad. Because of the fact that uh the effect he had on my life in regard to the things that he instilled in me that I have to lean back on to this day. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel like I wasn't able to give him his roses personally the way I wanted to because when I went to Michigan State, left Detroit, I didn't want to go back to Detroit just because of, you know, my family situation, some of the things that was happening there. I just wanted to be away, stay at school. Do your thing. Do my thing. And because of that, you know, I didn't – I wasn't able to pay pay him the honor that he definitely deserved from me because he has changed
1: my life. Well, just you speaking about him, not every day, but in these moments and probably coaching moments and bringing them up, that's enough. You know what I mean? I do it all the time, man. He's in every speech. That's what a great coach does. It's a father figure almost. You know what I mean? A true coach is like a father figure.
0: And and again, like, I should have took more advantage of that relationship. But But I was such such an introvert at that time, you know, where I just, I was just that young kid that felt like he didn't have a voice because, you know, I got some... uh, childhood trauma stuff happening yeah. and, and there's you know, it's, it's a bunch of different things going on that i can't i can't navigate through so i yeah. just you know well, did the best i possibly but could but you
1: were the all-star and you still couldn't do that you know how crazy that is you were it's, the dude of the dudes back in the day exactly. and you still had a hard time speaking about it exactly so that's crazy to think exactly.
0: about exactly yeah and hi, in high school shit i was all, all city all state did you get that all I'm, american I wasn't, I didn't get the first team All-American, but Should. I was on the Michigan
1: Dream Team. Okay, and that's a big team. Is that that's a big That's a big team in Michigan. Uh, you yeah, looking at me on like the Dream a big Team.
0: Thing. Yeah. I was rated, I believe I was rated ninth or 10th on oh, the okay. Dream Team. And Gene. when you
1: say Dream Team, yeah, yeah. if
0: I could put a team together,
1: yeah, this is who I want. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys get to play together at all or no? Just kind of like an all-star team, basically.
0: Uh... It was just all it's just yeah. an all star
1: team. But at the same time, uh at Henry Ford High School, you
0: know, I we had I think we had at least three, two other guys on the dream team. Myself, uh Bernard Hall. And I wanna say Al McCann was on the dream team. And also. most of those guys go um college, obviously, oh, yeah. right? All oh, those yeah. guys did. Oh yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh Bernard Hall, Priest Hall is this is
1: uh his son. Oh, wow. Did Dino go anywhere? This big Dino guy. Dino was at Ohio State. Did he go to the league after that or no?
0: Actually, he was at Ohio State, had a great career. Uh, I believe he had an accident, uh, got hit by a train or something. Oh, shit. Which ended
1: his career. Yeah.
0: But what's crazy about that, when I go to Ohio State... For my visit, guess who's my host?
1: Is it that Dino? Dino Dawson. That's fucked up. <laughs> you no,
0: it anything? was awesome. It no, was awesome, man. He was, was a good awesome. guy, though. Oh man, Dino, man, great guy. Okay, I man. thought maybe he be some. Rip- he took care of me. He looked after me, man. Uh He treat Wild I, I was like his little brother, man. And yeah. if I don't know if I see him to this day, it'd be like we never lost time. Even though I didn't really know him as a person, but yeah. he just one of those people that. You meet them like you've known them for all your life. It's just one of those connections. It's just an, energy, like, man. You know just what I mean? energy.
1: Just naturally, naturally a great person. I was just hanging out with my buddies from Kelowna. And we just saw each other. and it has been, It's been five years. Not as long as probably you and Dino, yeah. but five yeah. years. And it's like we just saw each other yesterday. Yeah, It's just yeah. one of those relationships exactly. you have with a brother. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly, crazy. Were you a big kid in high school? Were you like...
0: I was in high school. I probably was maybe your average size kid. Okay. okay. You know, and uh, by the time I left high school, I probably was around 170-something.
1: So in grade 10, were you aspiring to go to college right there and then, or did you kind of figure that shit out in grade 11 and grade 12?
0: Actually, in grade 10, uh, I was, my on my mind, before I played football, I was thinking about playing baseball and uh, continuing to go to uh, yeah. different uh, major league baseball tryouts because uh, the baseball coach I had at that time, he uh, would take us to different tryout camps as far as uh, for professional oh, baseball okay. in the ninth and 10th grade, and... That was, you know, what Your was dream. driving me yeah. in, to get out of Detroit, and that was my dream.
1: Yeah. So what made it? What made the switch, though? What made the switch? Are you just like uh, hitting kids better than hitting the ball, or what? I can't
0: say that. What made the switch is uh, probably me being a bit immature, and uh, also because in the in the eleventh grade, I uh, didn't attend baseball baseball winner winner. Uh, Trials or camps, yeah. practices because I, I want to focus on truly oh. focus on putting put in some more time on, on football and just, basically
1: doing that, you, basically yeah, cemented your decision, yeah.
0: And just trying to get bigger, stronger, faster. And then I had a, a coach I mean, I had a talk with the baseball coach, Coach Ford,
1: yeah, Coach Ford, <laughs> yeah,
0: another coach for it, right? <laughs> and and uh, he uh, he set me down and explained to me uh, what the situation was, told me I had to uh. You know, because you didn't attend winter workouts, you 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 got to try out for the team again. Oh, which I didn't mind. No, that <laughs> makes sense though. You know I what didn't mean? Mind. It's I mean? I didn't mind. It is what it is, and yeah. that was you know I put myself in that in that situation, so I had to deal with the repercussions of it. So I went to the tryout, best player there, <laughs> and he still cut me. Still cut you? He still cut me.
1: Why was that? Because he saw more potential in football, it's, or I, what?
0: It's, it was one of those things where I got caught up in somehow and the football coach and the baseball coach they got their own personal vendetta no i've been going on and so i felt like i was in in a situation where i needed to make i had to make a decision and i chose football because of scholarship
1: opportunities and so you did get a scholarship in football oh i'm just i'm just i'm just saying you were that's a baseball guy so did you get any scholarships in baseball then even though you did get cut in grade 12
0: uh i wasn't uh, offered any uh, scholarships in baseball, and yeah. that's probably only that's probably because I only played uh, through my tenth grade year. But mm-hmm. you know, in my tenth grade year, you know, hell, I was batting third in the, in the lineup. Jeez, and baseball was, player, hey man, I was, I was that guy. Yeah, man. wow, I, I, I wouldn't even that was see my it. first love. So that's I, crazy to I, find I, that out. Yeah, I was, I was be- actually better at baseball than I was than I was at football because crazy. that's what I grew up
1: playing. And you never thought about doing it when you got to college. Once I
0: got to college, I actually did think about doing it, but because of the fact that I was a Prop 48 my first year. Oh, okay. Meaning then, yeah. that, you know, I had to uh, just go to school my first year. So going into my sophomore year, you know, I thought about playing baseball, but I had to focus on football because 100%. I actually missed, yeah pretty much missed my freshman
1: year because I, all I could do is, is just go be a school. student. Yeah. So and let's and I made up. the
0: dean list, though,
1: right? That's crazy. Did you make the dean list any time after that, though? Any time after that? Yeah. Mm.
0: that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> when you had to play I football. think, I think I, actually, I think I made it once. Oh, that's but amazing. actually, uh, going through that uh, that situation, I in college I went through a depression and yeah it was it was a challenging situation for me because I was in some situations. Okay.
1: So let's backtrack a little bit before yeah. then. How, how many scholarships offers did you have coming out of, out of high school there? Oh man uh, And how' did you pick? How did you end up going to Michigan State, which is closer to home? It was like I had several
0: opportunities. Uh, I mean, I was being recruited by UCLA, USC, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, Iowa, Iowa State. And when it all boiled down to I when I made my uh, visit, decided that the uh, place I went to visit, it bore, I went to Michigan, I went to Michigan State, I went to Ohio State, I went to Iowa State and I was supposed to go to, I believe it was Indiana. I ended up counseling that visit because I had committed to uh, Michigan State at that time. And what made? What was the big decision? The big decision because uh, originally I was going to go to
1: Michigan. Holy!
0: <laughs> I was going to go to Michigan, man. And Damn. I was I was sitting in Bo Shambacker's office, and you might not know who Bo Shambacker <laughs> no, is. No, You're a young, cat, I'm too old. But he, too he's old. a legend. Do your research. He's a legend. Okay. He's a legend, and uh, I'm I'm sitting there, and he's giving me this speech. He goes. Dallas, it takes a special man to be a Michigan man, and we want you to be a Michigan man, and you know, I was sold, I was sold. Really? Right, and then I took my uh, visit to Michigan State, and oh man, it was, I felt like I was, it was home away from home. Really? And at Michigan, I somewhat felt like a fish out of water because coming out, coming out the inner city, you know, not uh, really having a lot of experience into uh, uh relationships yep. or just having interracial friends mm-hmm. and uh, not really understanding how to navigate that, yep. you know, but going to Michigan State uh, with my, uh, with my, uh, who was my, my host, Willie Boyer. I played baseball with him. Lily.
1: And he was your host? I, I knew him. Oh, There's a couple shit. other
0: people I knew, knew that was there also. And so, yeah, that decision, that decision was easy. Yeah. And having Willie Boyer and also having Lorenzo White
1: as my host. Yeah. Like man, it was his home. It, it know was know home. It was home. So, what were they a better school at the time too, or what school was better
0: at that time? Actually, that was another reason why I chose Michigan was better at the time.
1: That's why you're thinking that. But
0: I chose to go to Michigan State. One of the reason why George Perlis, he actually came to my house, oh, sat down at my kitchen table and ate chicken, fried chicken <laughs> with me moment. and my
1: family. So that's a big moment right there. You, what? I don't know these old coaches, but I'm, I'm sure they were. They're, sure they're inspirational. I, mean, I put it like this:
0: He's when the when uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers won all their uh, Super Bowls yeah. in the 70s. He was their defensive coordinator. Oh, he created Jesus. a defense called the Stunt Four Three to stop OJ Simpson. Wow. And that's how he got this claim to fame and became the coach he was.
1: Wow! And that was before though. This is when you were his co when he was coaching you. This was before that time. That right? was before that yeah. time. Yeah. Wow. Though he wow that's really cool. That's a yeah. good resume.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, he is a he is an amazing
1: man. So your parents were pretty nice. Were, were they really happy that he came in or what?
0: Yeah. Th- th- I, my, Did it mean I, much
1: to your parents? That...
0: Yeah. Actually, I believe my uh, my mom. I think she was out of town or at work, but okay. my aunt was in for California. Oh. And my dad was there. Yeah, we sitting there eating chicken, chopping it up. Wow. And uh, What
1: was he saying? Did we just want you? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like... it was just
0: regular conversation, just yeah. wanting to get to know me and uh, asking my dad questions about his upbringing and wow, that really sort of cool. thing. And uh, also... Having uh, Charlie Baggett there, who was the receiver coach, but he was the Detroit recruiter for Michigan State. Jeez. Man, so what what a, everything guy. just fell into place. Yeah, what a guy! You like. know what I mean? He yeah. was kind of like that uncle, that uncle that you didn't have, that you had, but uh, when you're away from your family, no, you, you sure. need yeah. that other, yeah, that yeah. older person, yeah. you know, to look That's out awesome. for you. He was that guy at Michigan State.
1: So were they there with all those coaching staff there? Your whole four years there?
0: The whole coaching staff was there my whole four years, uh,
1: but. Nick Saban, he was my defensive coordinator. Believe what it or not, hell? wow! Come on, all, all four years?
0: No, two years,
1: two out the four. That's crazy. Two You're out of four. Jeez, hey,
0: man, I'm fifty five.
1: Yeah, but you've been playing with some legends, or being coached by some legends. Hey, no man, you i did was what blessed, you did.
0: man. I was so blessed to uh, have those
1: opportunities crazy, and to yeah. be able to work with those type of people. So let's go back to that first year. Why couldn't you play football? When you went to Michigan State, Uh,
0: because of the Proposition Forty Eight.
1: So what is that? Proposition
0: Proposition Forty Eight. It was a rule that they uh, created uh, back in I believe nineteen eighty five or eighty six, and I was one of the first first uh, I guess uh, uh, high school students going making that transition to college where we had to take take the uh, SAT and ACT, where they would use it to determine if you uh, got the play or not. And the way it worked, if you, uh, I believe at that time it was a 12 on the ACT, I think it might've been a 1500 on the SAT. I took the ACT twice and missed the score by 1.2 times in a row. And that was only because I wasn't prepared. Because you don't know what's coming. How do, no, you, how do you prepare? Whereas now,
1: not like nowadays, you can nowadays, go to the computer, you, and write you, three yeah, tests you, in a row. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So it wasn't that the fact that. So you he, still got
1: into the school. You just had to take that year off to do. I had to just my first year. I I had a scholarship.
0: My first yeah. year, I just went to school.
1: And you made the dean's list. Yeah, and I made the dean's. So list. how was that first year? You could practice. I'm assuming, right? You just complained games.
0: Uh, my first year, man, it was it was challenging in the aspect of just wanting to be out there and uh, seeing my roommate and yeah. uh, Lanier Peyton, he was my roommate, and uh, seeing some of the other friends out there playing uh, as an athlete and as a competitor. Hell yeah, I want to compete, man. Yeah.
1: 100%. I remember when I transferred from the Rams to U of S, I had to take that year off and go play BCFC, and I watched all my buddies just playing in there, and it just killed me. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So it must have motivated you into that second year.
0: Oh, into my second year, no doubt, man, no doubt. I. Uh,
1: you. What was your second year? Were you a teams guy, or were you a straight I was starter? A,
0: actually, I was a special teams guy my second year, and uh, I thought that I should have been starting, and because I wasn't starting, I didn't know how to handle that situation, right? Mm. I didn't. You know, have the uh, the personal development. I guess you could say that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. Yep. To go sit down with a coach like Nick Saban and discuss my situation because I was one of those people back then. You know, coaches tell you, "Shut your mouth up, do what you told." That's what I did. That's what you did. Yeah, <laughs> right? it makes sense. Where, yep. where uh, you know, I felt like I didn't. Have I had a voice, but I didn't know I had a voice, and I should have been able to use my voice. Yeah, you were
1: young. You know I what I mean? I was young,
0: like, I didn't know. And uh, when I s- actually sat down with Nick, you know, because I was on the, I, I went from being on the Dean's list to down there flunking
1: out. Jeez. Right. Was this be all mental? Because you were It was all, men-
0: all mental. Yeah. And uh, I sat down with him, and uh, he go, well, Bolo, well, shit, you making, you making uh, first-year guy mistakes. And, uh, you know, we get past that. You know, everything with the would be all right, and if I if that was the case, if I would have had that conversation earlier,
1: it would have helped, yeah. Man, man, in that it moment, have been
0: a, it'd have been a game changer.
1: That young, in that moment, it's hard to speak out. And I, I really applaud you for doing what you're doing right now and yeah. getting people to speak out. Because even for me going through that situation, I didn't know who to talk to anybody. Yeah. And then as soon as you start talking to coaches, man, it wasn't that hard of a situation. No, it's You're not. just in your head. All the, everything you're overthinking. Nobody's thinking like that. You're just exactly. in your head. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize that extra year of growth and development is going to get you over that hump. You just got to get over those dark times, man.
0: Exactly. 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 And, uh, yeah, that situation, after talking to him, man, that changed That changed everything for me right in yeah. regard to uh going into that next my junior year and actually uh becoming a starter
1: and after that junior year i'm assuming you went off in your junior year you, you had a pretty uh, good year
0: oh I, I went off.
1: yeah i was assuming i was gonna say <laughs> and, that's your year and, to go and, off
0: and because of the fact that you know being at michigan state it was highly competitive yeah. in regard to you know winning a position you know i i had no other option but to go off but at the same time Hell, I'm, I'm I'm going against one of the best receivers I ever played the game. I'm going against Andre Rise in every practice.
1: Jeez. Every and was he older than you or was he the same He's a age? Year,
0: he was uh Andre was a year older
1: actually. So he got drafted a year later, a yeah. year earlier than you did. Yes. So in that third year, was that the Rose Bowl year?
0: Actually that was my uh sophomore year.
1: Oh, so that was the year before it. So that was the teams year you were doing that. Exactly. So let's back for let's backwards a little bit. How was the Rose Bowl? did you play in the Rose Bowl?
0: I made the first tackle on the well, Rose Bowl. there we Bowl, go. I was just, just saying, you were a team, <laughs> I, right? You I never know I what did. happened. I think I made the first tackle. I could be wrong. It could have been later in the game. We'll so, go back here, But man. I made the tackle on the Rose Bowl. There we go. My man called my name. Man. <laughs> Al Michaels called my name. We'll pull
1: it up. It got to be somewhere. It has to be somewhere. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Man. So how was that atmosphere compared to like uh, anything you've been a part of?
0: Like, don't get me wrong. Being at Michigan State. I mean, we always played in front of uh, 60,000 or more.
1: That's crazy. And
0: going into Michigan is 100,000. So playing in front of big crowds was normal. It was a normal thing. But playing in the Rose Bowl.
1: That was something else? That was something different. What was it? like? It was like a Super Bowl almost kind of thing? Or like a playoff game? I
0: I wish I could sum it up into words. But at the same time, I was young at that time. And Naive didn't. And didn't really, I guess, enjoy it the way a player should, should enjoy have. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just going and through the emotions. I just, you know what I, mean? I just was going through doing everything else toad and but not really, I guess, uh, experiencing it the way I should have
1: experienced it. Yeah. Right? I think we all think like that looking back on things though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And did you guys win that? <laughs> Come on, man. I know, I know. I need to do my. Re- I don't know. I, was, I had to do my yeah, research. Later. We had a conversation. We,
0: we handled Rodney Pete, and the boys. You did. What was exactly. what was the final score of that game? I want to say I can't remember the exact score. I want to say it's like 23-20 or something like that. It, it was a. It, it wasn't a very high scoring game. We beat them out by, by three or four points. Something like okay,
1: that. but that's got that's gonna be a close game though. That's gonna be a nervous game oh, though yeah. coming oh, at the okay. end. Oh, yeah. So is there? There's not a, a championship bowl or anything with the Rose Bowl, right? Or what is going no, on? there's was, no trophy at that
0: time. At that time, there wasn't a national championship.
1: Game, there wasn't no. But
0: okay. at that time, the Rose Bowl was the best bowl of them
1: all. Okay, you're are you just saying that, or is no, that just
0: not, because? <laughs> I mean, it was at that time. What was the, the other one? The
1: uh, there,
0: at, at that time, the Big Ten and the uh, pac 10 were considered the two top conferences at that time.
1: Oh really? And the SEC wasn't even big back then.
0: They were big, but at oh. the same time, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I think the SEC they did the uh, was it the Fiesta? Was it the, the Fiesta Bowl? Maybe not the Fiesta, but the. Uh, so you're the American. I'm not. I'm a yeah, Canadian. I don't yeah. know any of this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was a couple other uh, big bowls. Cool. Uh, also, but uh, the Rose Bowl was the main bowl
1: that. Yeah, I just had that to hear got that, story, the, that yeah. got
0: the, the notoriety,
1: right? So, in your third year, and your in your um, junior year, did you guys go to a bowl game that year too? Then we went to
0: my third year. We went to the Gator Bowl.
1: Went to the Gator Bowl. Did you guys win that one?
0: Actually, we lo- yeah. I, did. We went. We lost that one. I believe to uh, to Georgia. Damn. Very good game, Very though. Very good game. Actually, actually, you pull that game up,
1: man. You will enjoy it <laughs> because you were what. Or because well, it's just I, had, a game. I had some, I had some good hits,
0: <laughs> but it was, a, it was a great game in general, and just uh, watching some of the players that went on to have pro careers like Andre Ryzen do his thing, yeah. man, it was, it was a great game.
1: That's cool. So after your third year, do you declare for the draft, or you play one more year in your I senior play, year? I play, I play one more year. Okay. Uh, how did that senior year go for you? Then? My
0: senior year, it was pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I wish when I look back at it, I don't get me wrong, I was focused. Yeah totally focused but at the same time i think that uh there's probably another level of focus i could have had and two you know because they actually took a year eligibility away from me because in in the u.s you get five years to play four. Oh. i got four years to play three because that first robbed. year counted because it's the school year and since then they have changed the rule right she, yeah. I, I actually probably need to file a lawsuit like everybody else <laughs> because i honestly that affected me in the draft no for sure yeah because coming out into the draft i was rated in the in the top 20 right as a as you know a four-year four-year guy if i came back from my fifth year i go yeah. from top 20 to probably definitely top 10 because the majority of the
1: yeah, players were seniors on. they're yeah. moving on they right? move on so you be in a better class yeah. so
0: i've been a better class i would uh Got that extra year of uh, experience, which I definitely needed. That yep. extra year of maturity, which I definitely needed. Mm, yeah. But again, everybody has to Everything a, works that. out for a reason, Everything too, right? Everything works out for a reason. Yeah.
1: You wouldn't be here in Canada if you maybe didn't have that extra year, right?
0: Uh, definitely.
1: I don't think I would be here. So you get drafted to Eng- New England after your senior year then, yes. right? Yes. How was that? How did that whole experience go? Come along. Getting drafted.
0: <laughs> that experience was uh it was interesting in the aspect because uh, I was rated in the top 16, and I thought that I would would have went earlier. And at that time, they had 12 rounds in the in the draft. Yeah, and I didn't get drafted to the actual 12th
1: round. And you were projected to go in the top 10, top 20. I was
0: projected going like the first six, seven rounds. Yeah, yeah, and uh, didn't go to the last round actually. I didn't even know I was drafted until I got a call from the a reporter in, in, in Boston.
1: Damn, they didn't even phone to ask me. they asked me questions. I didn't even get a phone call. <laughs> you just drafted. So how did you know? Then you were like do you call somebody after that? Like what well, the hell? Actually,
0: eventually they reached out. I did I did get a call after That's that. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, so
1: So um, going to camp in New England, how do, how was that different from going to university at Michigan State or college at Michigan State?
0: Going to camp, uh, as a, as a professional you know, there's there's nobody to hold your hand.
1: No, no, I know. Right? I realize there's
0: there's your you, you it is you versus you and you versus your opponent that's across from you, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it can be uh, a lot of pressure, uh, especially a person like myself being being out the inner city and going to a place like that, not knowing no one, and you know uh, trying to fit in, you know, and knowing that you 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 ready but you're not quite ready. No, I know what you mean. 100% you know what, what, I'm what you mean. Knowing when I went, went not to Winnipeg, They
1: don't tell you anything. They just put you in there, right. expect you to know what you know and go to work, right? right?
0: And uh, I ended up actually uh breaking my wrist and and uh and uh in one of
1: the uh, preseason game. Was it the same wrist back in the day for baseball or no? no? it was the opposite was the wrist. wrist
0: and unfortunately uh I ended up in the cast for what 12 12 weeks and so therefore i ended up on injury reserve for the whole year Shit. and uh, was a wasn't able to actually get on the field
1: yeah damn and then the next year after that do you continue with the patriots or what happened with this next
0: year after that i uh became a plan b free agent okay and decided and you know again me not having mentor proper mentors in my life and not running scenarios by people, just making decisions on my own. Yeah. I, I if I had that decision over, I, I probably would have stayed in uh, in New England. But mm. because you know Green Bay upped my contract by by two hundred percent, gave me a nice signing bonus. You, you know it, I, I just took the money, right? Yeah. Then without really thinking about
1: the long term, the big, the plan. big picture.
0: Yeah. You know, Vincent, yeah. you already know the guy's back in New England. You, you know just, the system, You're just, you just as good, if not better, than, than the guy that's there. You just, Exactly. You just need to go do your thing.
1: Right? Yeah. But you mean, were young. Nobody I mean, really helping but, you out at I the mean, moment. Exactly. Everybody has. Have, have we all back. trying to make money when we go on pro, right? Because we're exactly. making no money in university and college. When exactly. you finally make it pro, it's like, oh, I'm finally making money. I need this. I need to help exactly. my family out. Exactly. So, I understand where you've been there. So going to Green Bay, what happened to Green Bay? They just didn't fuck with you? or
0: Green Bay, actually, I was, I was having a good camp in Green Bay. And uh, what was my uh I'm trying to think of my coach there. Uh, it'll come to me. But anyway, I had a good camp. Uh, I believe it might have been the second game, right before the second game of the year. Ended up with a bruised bone in my foot. Oh. Actually, Dick Geron. Was my defensive back coach another great, another great coach, and uh, so I ended up missing like a, a week, week, a uh, couple weeks of training camp. I think it might have been a couple weeks. Then come the last game of the year, uh, they ended up dressing me. I should have never dressed, wow. but then again, yeah, because you don't not, want to put not, not putting, not having the mentors, not talking to people, making decisions on my own. Vincent, your foot is still sore. What are you doing
1: yep 100% right?
0: Yep. and uh, but I went out there played uh, ended up you know ended up getting cut in the end and yeah you know I remember uh, driving home eight hours and that at that time I was living in Ohio cried all the way home and yeah and that's when I got the call from the uh, Saskatchewan Rough
1: Riders and at that moment you were like CFL like what is this at that moment I didn't know
0: what I was gonna do right yeah uh, at that time I didn't I didn't have a clue, and uh, yeah, I got the call from uh, uh, Alford
1: and Oh, really, Al Alford? Yeah, Al Isn't that um, what's his face? His grandpa? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackson Ford's grandpa. Jackson. That's Jackson's oh, grandpa. Small world, hey. Small world. Small world.
0: Yeah, he is. That da- his grandpa brought me in, and I get to t- coach his grandkid. That's crazy. That's awesome.
1: Small world, really small circle too. So, when you got the call to the CFO, did you know anybody in the CFO at the time, or no?
0: At the time that made the
1: jump from Michigan or anybody that you played with?
0: Ooh, maybe one person. I believe uh one of my former quarterbacks from Michigan State, Bobby McAllister, uh might have been in was in the CFL for a minute. Okay. But other than that, uh
1: You just kinda said I'm gonna make my own path and I figure out, out where to, this goes. The, yeah, the
0: the plan was to come up here play for a few years, then once I have my experience and myself... Go back down. Go
1: back down. That's still the, the same system people are doing nowadays, right? And the exactly. People get cut from the NFL, they come up, get more film, to get back down to the league, exactly. right? So coming to Saskatchewan, how was that? Snow? I guess you are used to snow <laughs> in Michigan, I guess, right? I, I was used to snow,
0: right? But at the same time, this is another beast, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's a whole nother level of cold. I remember uh, being on the plane coming in... Uh, coming in to, uh, to my tryout, actually, and I'm sitting there, and you know how the pilot come on, you know, right before you're about to land, he goes, mm-hmm. it's 15 degrees, sunny, clear skies, we'll be touching down soon. I'm in shorts, right? Yeah. And the old lady seeing the panic on, I'm sitting next to seeing panic on my face. She goes, don't worry, sweetie, you're gonna be all right. This isn't Fahrenheit, this is cellulose. <laughs>
1: don't
0: think in Fahrenheit right 15 degrees
1: in Fahrenheit that's cold that's fucked up yeah (laughs) that's funny so did it take you a while to realize the Celsius and Fahrenheit thing too or what
0: I you know I could do the math a little bit yeah like I think it's 31 or 32 plus 5 or some like something, I can get close. Yeah, well, not exactly, I can get close. <laughs> because all the new Americans
1: that come here, they have no idea about Celsius. They have no idea. <laughs>
0: I mean, I got the idea if it's 20, 20 or more, we, we good.
1: Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> we good, yeah. So Al Ford, were you with Al Ford when you signed them, basically? Oh,
0: yeah, I was with Al Ford my, my whole career. Your whole career. Part, except for my uh, last year is when uh Roy Shivers came in and Danny Barrett
1: okay and how was your relationship with um Al Al Ford
0: our relationship was awesome man I remember we had one we had one situation where I kind of I stepped to him a little bit just, just as a as a player uh and as you know, in professional in professional sports, is politics involved? It's, yep, it's, everything. It's it's bigger than just just you being yep. on the field and playing and having yep. fun and doing your job. There's other things, factors that's that's hidden behind the scenes that a lot exactly. of people don't don't know about. But yep. this particular game, you know, I was I was coming off an injury and uh, I hadn't played for for a couple games, and uh, I'm, I'm healed up. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and uh, they wanted me to to stay on the injured reserve. I'm like, "Hey, wine. I'm ready to go. I'm not I you is uh, like, I've heard I've
1: heard this story yeah, so many times.
0: I, I done I'm out at practice and they call the one shit. I'm
1: <laughs> I'm going out there, say, baby. Yeah. I'm
0: reclaiming mine. What's happening? So what happened? <laughs> and uh I uh defensive coordinator at that time. Who was no? I take that back. It was uh, my uh, defensive back coach at the time, Richie Hall. Richie, and he go he goes, man. You go. You need to go talk to go talk to Al, right? Yeah. So I go in, talk to Al, and he's like, "Well, Vincent, yeah, we just need you sign this for for one more week." I go, "Man, either, either play me, mm-hmm. or you can release me. Yeah. I'm not signing that. This, I'm not signing that."
1: Did he tell you the reason? Was it a Canadian as a Canadian was, ratio thing, or was it? It was. It because w- the amount of times it, I hear that with like some of the players with every team, man, it happens all the time. But, some guys would just be put on their injury reserve for no reason, no reason right. at all, and they won't right. say anything.
0: Right, it was one of them things. I think they uh, want to look at some want to look at somebody else or something like that. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, I felt as though uh, I hadn't lost my position to injury. Yep. Normally, in professional sports, you don't mm-hmm. unless. The guy's coming in. He just got fired. That d- fire dude. Yeah. Hey, that's just what it is, big dog. No, but for sure. And what it year was It wasn't was that situation. This would have been and
1: shoot. Because you played 10 years yeah, with him, didn't you?
0: man. Uh, sh- and this might have been in 90. When was this? this might have been 98. I can't believe it. So Be- at the end or at the end it of have been. It might have been towards the end. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been towards the end because I didn't have to gut like that early on in my <laughs> career to, yeah. to do that, right? To do that, yeah. <laughs> Nobody
1: does, yeah. I, I don't even look at J.O. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> right, and
0: yeah, I'm sitting at Al's, uh, Al's desk, and uh, he's, uh, he goes, well, Vincent, no, we need you to sign this. I'm like, Al, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then, you know, I took a moment, and because uh, I've always been a team guy. I always did what the team needed, Yeah, you know, in regard to having to, uh, go inside play inside when uh, I'm a true corner I want to play corner that's all I want to do yeah but you'll but you need somebody to go inside go inside You need somebody to play dime I'll do the dime yeah. but I want to be out here but because what the team needs
1: yeah you do anything right
0: I'll do it so you know we're kind of going back and forth I had to uh, take a step back and put my ego aside and thought about what was what the team needed yeah. and in that situation they didn't need this, that situation. Going on when we we're about to get ready to play a game, yeah. So you know, I left for that. You know what, Al? You know what, I'll sign it this week. But come next week, if I'm not playing, then we need to do something.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you get? Did you get the play next week? I was playing. Yeah, okay. Then, we're, then you're good. Yeah, was I was going to say. I mean, I was getting
0: paid anyway, <laughs> Yeah. but at the same yeah. time, but as you know, if you're not on the field-
1: It doesn't matter if you're getting it paid. It don't matter
0: if you're getting paid, because no. somebody else is getting looked at.
1: And they're going to take their shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. So that was at the end of your career. How did the whole beginning of your career go? Like How was it the coming into the man, CFL? beginning,
0: man, coming into the CFL, man, I came in
1: hot. <laughs> you got used to the motion, or what? Was that it easy? Was,
0: it, dude, it was awesome. I yeah. mean, it was uh, the CFL game was totally new to me.
1: Yeah, that's what i mean so I,
0: it was totally new i had n- no clue i yeah. didn't really have anybody to really truly
1: Lean teach on, me
0: yeah. you know I everything i did i formed on my own i yeah. created a, for the most part on my own don't get me wrong i had a decent defensive back coach yeah. uh but at the same time i was i was a press guy okay and uh, at that time when i came in in 91 92 wasn't nobody true Press guys, especially playing halfback, did nobody press?
1: Oh, so when you pressed, they were like, What are you doing? Or well, what?
0: It, when I press, it was like, Lights out.
1: Damn, even when they were running full speed at full you speed. in the CFL. Wow. Full
0: speed, I came in pressing, <laughs> pressing. And uh, I remember my second in '92, I was, uh, uh, Don Matthews, who another great legend I got to play for, thought I was such a unique player. He began to match me up in the aspect of, if the best guy inside, I go inside. If the best Damn. guy outside, I go outside. I was doing matches way before that was even a thing. Damn. <laughs> this is this your
1: first year or second year you This, into this
0: was my first full season.
1: Damn. And when you signed a contract in the CFL, was it a two-year or was it a one-year? How did that it go? It was
0: every year. Every year it comes with an extra year. Like, it was. A year and option. It's
1: a year and option right. every time. And yeah. it's not your
0: option, as you know.
1: It's not. So what do you mean by that? Say that again. Explain. It's that not to me. your option. It's the, it's the team's option. Oh yeah, if they that, want to take you back, they will. But if they don't want to, they can send you to free agency, right? They
0: can let you go to free agency. It's not so you just can't say, you know what? I'm not coming back. Oh I'm yeah, I know,
1: man. No contracts ever secure, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? You come exactly. in with a one year, you go to camp, you can get cut. Exactly. Exactly. Wrap. So, yeah. So every year, did you ask for a little more or like what? How did that go? Like for
0: me, uh, my situation was uh, where. I would get large signing bonuses and have a small base. That's smart. That's part of the, because yeah. as, as you know, signing bonuses are taxed a lot lower yep. than what your what your salary is.
1: And you're guaranteed that too because you never know what's going to happen in exactly. the year, right? Exactly. So that's exactly. smart. A lot of the guys do that too this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Even the QB Trevor Harris. You take care of yourself. Yeah. He took 250 signing bonuses here and then yeah. he's getting paid 250 during the year. Yeah. So it's smart. So that's how you did it. I was always curious because my my contract year coming up next year, so I yeah. got to figure all that shit out after oh, next yeah. year. So look out for you. Yeah. Do you? Uh, do you have a? Did you have an agent back in the day, or was that all you? I
0: had I had an agent back in the day when I was dealing with the CFL. Yeah. Uh, not CFL, but NFL. Yeah. Uh, when I started doing CFL contract, because of the money at that time, it wasn't these. It wasn't huge sums of money. I thought that I was, that was something I could not negotiate myself.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So going through Regina, like, how did you enjoy like the atmosphere of Regina, people, and like how did you like come into Regina and make it basically home for you? Like, did you
0: think you'd stay here your whole life? Did I think I would stay here my whole life? Coming here, I pursuit. would have to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of us. No, because I mean, yeah. being in Regina, it's it's a wonderful place to live, wonderful place to raise a family. I always say I see everything happening here in slow motion. Being from Detroit, yeah, everything here is in slow motion. Slow, me, so I see it before it even happened. <laughs> happened, right? Yep. So uh, I didn't uh, think I would, you know, uh, have a family here and create a life here for myself. That yep. wasn't on the plan. The plan was always to, you know, go back to the get NFL, back to the league, right? Back to the league,
1: yeah. yeah. So what what happened? What happened? What, what you know what I mean? What happened? When did, you, did you Shamar happen and then you just well, kind of
0: no, uh, is 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 I'm glad you asked that. yeah. Uh, cuz this is another one of the things I talk about in regard to uh when I uh do my thing for speaking. Yeah. Uh again, like back then you didn't have any form of personal development. No. Like like now a lot of teams do personal development with their players. Yeah, and they do, do that every day. Yeah. Do do certain things and uh, I didn't have none of that. So all that uh baggage and uh, childhood trauma and different things I had I was still carrying a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah. And I uh, ended up, I got triggered uh, when um, I was engaged to a young lady and it, and it didn't work out. And that triggered me in a way where, you know, I just I just went to a depression. I just
1: couldn't. Yeah. You hadn't gone things, through something yeah. like that and you didn't know how to handle it because nobody taught yeah. you or anything.
0: Right. And uh, going through that, you know, at that time, I hadn't smoked weed since I was in high school. No, yeah. Right? And we talking about, like, this was this happened, like, 97. Yeah. Going to 97, and I hadn't smoked no weed in years. Yeah. And I got back into smoking weed and uh, ended up going, actually ended up getting tryouts with uh, the uh, Jacksonville. Okay. And also the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Oh, so you did get a chance back then? Oh, oh
0: yeah. And Shit. had good tryouts. Yeah. And next thing I know, I get a call from my mom. She's like, Vincent, I got this letter from the NFL. I go, open it up, what it says. And she started reading it to me and started, and it said that I uh, my drug test came back positive.
1: Because yeah, in the NFL, they test for fucking they weed. Test,
0: they test for that, right? Yeah. And uh, so. All I had to do was pretty much uh, go through their program protocol they had, or whether I've been fine. Yeah. But because of the embarrassment and and I, you know, just not really understand how to handle that, I decided to
1: settle. What stay do you mean here. settle? Settle? Stay when, here, I say, really? when I
0: say settle, meaning that uh, you know it's more in you, you know it's more you can do, but you making a conscious choice. Yeah. To settle lower than your standards it's almost you being be.
1: Be. you're being comfortable you know I mean, what i mean you didn't it's want it's to like, leave your comfort zone there exactly yeah
0: exactly and
1: yeah i didn't uh, know
0: that and as you know anytime you settle you're always going to have
1: regret no for sure yeah and when did you like why so why did you settle was it because of the relationship and all that shit it was going on?
0: it was it's, it was you know what it was one of those things where i just didn't want to go through the rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, I had been cut before, and it's like, you know what?
1: You know the process.
0: And, uh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just stay here and do my thing here.
1: So, when did that come into play? You wanted to make a, a thing to help other kids and help other people out there. Uh, was that man. during the Riders and that was during, during the situation?
0: Yeah, that was during the Riders. They had a program called Team Health. Yeah. And I remember we uh, would go into schools, talking to kids about the importance of cigarettes, uh, the importance of education, the yeah. dangers of cigarette smoking. Okay. And from the very first time I did my very first uh, uh, speech, I knew I had a gift. I had a, I had a natural gift.
1: To, you could just speak, hey? I could just do my
0: thing, right? Yeah. And the feeling I had having an impact on young people, yeah, you know, that just changed my world. That is what I want to do. Yeah. Right? And it was uh,
1: like going against Dino, but way back in high school, exactly, right? Exactly, figuring out it, your path, figuring exactly, out what you're doing.
0: Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so I got the it came to the point even with the program, uh my last year I was about to take the program to a different level. I was helping getting sponsors for the program. We yep. was changing it up and then the then the brain injury happened.
1: Yeah. You wanna yeah. talk about that a little bit? Uh yeah, we I, so. I, I, We'll talk about it just very quickly. So, did that happen in a game, or what, what happened with this? It, it happened in the game. In a actually, game,
0: actually uh, against Montreal, I believe it might have been the third game of the year, third or fourth game of the year in two thousand. And
1: uh, like, what was it? A special teams play? What kind of play was, was this?
0: I was playing linebacker at that time, and uh, it was a head-to-head collision, a third and one. Yeah. And me and the fullback just I, pff, we mad in the hole. And,
1: and did it, you go lights out? What I, didn't,
0: I didn't go lights out. I uh, had this ringing. And I knew something was wrong. I knew something wasn't right. Normally yeah. I would just you get know, up. usually get dizzy or whatever you stand the game. Oh,
1: yeah. So what I did got you...
0: up and uh I just knew something wasn't right and yeah. what ended up happening is uh ended up I had a hematoma on my brain.
1: Oh, and was this because of the hit or this was this, this something was, that was in It there? was it's two
0: things happened in that game. The first thing that happened in that game, I was hit with a penalty flag in the eye, which the same game. The same game. That happened before the head injury, and I'm sure I had a mild concussion then because I was out, somewhat out, but ended up waking up mm. on the ground crying like a baby. Yeah. Because of the ref got these metal damn things in his flag. And they and it they changed be, that, right? It was changed that year, and this dude, oh, fuck. and this bastard—I'm gonna say bastard—still yeah, no, yeah. yeah. hasn't apologized or.
1: You consumed
0: him. I sued the CFL. Yeah, yeah. okay. I sued the CFL because they did change their rules. Yeah, they but, should have been sued. You know, yeah, and uh, so I got hit the penalty flag, but stay in the game because you got a. New, I'm with a new administration, new GM, new you coach. I got a. No, you, yeah, you, you. I know, but you, bro, know, you yeah, know what yeah. it is. I mm-hmm. want to. I got. I got. Shit,
1: I'm late in my career now. Sure, yeah. I'm 30, and so what did you say that after that second hit though? What, after, what happened after, after that the, second
0: the, hit? After the second hit, I
1: I came. You out. had to walk off the field. I had to walk off the field. Man. And what was the process after that, knowing that you were there was something was going on?
0: I didn't. I didn't really know until. You know, uh, once I like, once we flew flew back on the plane. And my eye was swollen too from the uh from, from the, the penalty bead. flag. Yeah. So my eye was there to close. So I looked crazy. Uh, and uh I started to uh where I couldn't be in light, no lights whatsoever. I couldn't have sound, I couldn't
1: Were you thinking concussion? Just concussion at the other time?
0: I thought concussion. Yeah. But it was beyond concussion. So it's, what made
1: you go get a like deeper look the, at it?
0: Because of everything that I was experiencing, yep. they, they they sent me to go get a CAT scan, and sure enough, I had a hematoma on my brain.
1: And what what is the process with that, then? You know what, man. That you had to stop playing football.
0: I, I remember sitting and sitting in the training room with Ivan Guffrin, and uh, because of the later part of my career was somewhat injury riddled, mm-hmm. where I just I was just having bad luck when it came when it just come yep. to injury and uh because my last four years i didn't play a full season and uh i just kind of i looked at ivan and i just go ivan man what you think dude you think it's time holy shit (laughs) no it's good yeah and uh i just because when i say this it just take me back to that moment and uh he goes yeah v you know what buddy i think it's time right and you know, at that time, I was I was tired of being in pain because my last few years, it was just injury riddle, I was in pain, pills, just, you know, and it's like, you know what, it's time to let this go. But at the same time, having a hematoma in my brain, nobody educated me on what was to come.
1: No, that's crazy too. Even the doctor didn't tell you shit.
0: Nobody educated me on what was to come, and what came was living hell.
1: Was it because they didn't know much about it, or they did, and did you just didn't get the proper? I, I wish I
0: I wish I could answer that question.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. All I know is nobody told me nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: What to expect? Look
0: out for this. Look out for that.
1: Do you want to talk about a little bit like sure. about the dangers of what happened? Without
0: a doubt, man. Uh, I uh I went through I went through a situation where I didn't know myself because of the fact that after that injury my personality changed. And, and how do you know that? I just I just had this feeling I had this feeling within me that I just didn't feel right, and I was always waiting for the ov to come back. And I was okay. waiting for him to come back, but dude never showed up.
1: So in it, in what way? Like you know what I mean? Like
0: like i uh like with with my particular brain trauma, like it's hard for me shit, it's hard for me to uh sustain sustain emotional connections with people, even with my kids like I love my kids to death but at the same time, it's moments where I feel nothing
1: for no one. Cause you're just trying to find Vincent and Vincent
0: uh, No, he's dead. That dude's gone. It, yeah, he's, it, it's it's not it's not that trying to find him. It was more so what I, what I feel. This is what the feeling actually is, right? I that, at times have no fi- I just don't feel. I don't have that emotional connection that time.
1: What right. made you um say like I need to figure out what this is or what I have to talk what? to somebody and find this out did that ever even come or did that, that take did a while need, to that come
0: That never even came man I uh, at the after I retired from football within 2 weeks I was working for labor right and I never should have took a job
1: No you should just yeah Then again you need the money
0: I'm relentless Yeah <laughs> Refuse to be denied. For sure real. Do you don't think, back down.
1: Do you think when you say that, you're kind of hiding under a mask when you do that? And then saying, like, then you know what I mean? Like, you almost feel emotionless, but then you give it, like, you know what? I'm V. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to attack this shit regardless. But deep down, you know, like, fuck.
0: Oh, deep down, you know something wrong. That's man. what I mean, right? Because deep when down, you talk you know. to
1: everybody, V, and how you're a coach, you're the most inspirational dude out there. You know, in Regina, yeah. we listen to you and we're like, fuck, bro. I, like, you giving me goosebumps. Yeah. But deep down, like, you, you say you don't feel shit. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Because you've inspired so many kids from 26, 26 2006 when Shamar was a kid yeah. and when you had your first son and you were doing your thing, man, it was like we would looked up to you in grade 12. man. You were putting yeah. up 225. We were like, man, he's the dude, bro. But deep down, you fucking just couldn't feel. Struggling. And, no, and a lot of people, we didn't, nobody saw that. I bet you a lot of kids didn't see that hey, shit. Hey,
0: man, it's, uh, I had the Grizz compliment uh, uh, a few months ago. I uh, did a speaking thing with uh, First Nation University. Yeah. And there was a young lady there that that knew me, and uh, one of the uh, uh, administrators there also. I do work with her, or whatever she knew me, knew me, and when I, because uh, I did, I did something on uh, on uh, mental health. Yeah. And uh, when I told my story, they looked at me like, "Man, I never could tell that about you." Yeah to mass right
1: yep.
0: and uh i and the one young lady she knew me back from like 2010 I mean, i'm talking this is this year mm-hmm. and she's like Vincent i that never showed, you always were a person that i came around and i felt i, I felt I liberated and inspired when i was around you all the time but deep down inside me myself you know, I was dying inside. Yeah. That's, but yeah. but at the same time, you know, that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my fuel.
1: That's your gift, too. That's
0: my, that's what keeps me
1: going. Yeah. You got to have something to keep you going because some people don't even have that. Exactly. And they're just deep down, like, can't even get out of bed in Exactly. The morning, that's, right?
0: m- that's actually my medicine. Yeah.
1: That's crazy to think about it like that. That's my medicine. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get it back? Do you think, do you think V will ever be back?
0: He's gone, man.
1: He's gone. You never, you never had like an eclipse of it for like 20 minutes. Maybe it came back or anything man, in your life.
0: I'm, a, I'm a very, very creative person. Yeah. And uh, I, I lost, I lost I I won't say I lost it, but I have to do other things to open those pathways for that part of me to actually, yeah, come out. Yeah. Right and uh there's a lot that has you know changed with me that you know i wouldn't i'm never going to be the be the vincent Donaldson i used to be ever yep. that that person he's dead and gone and i have to uh i have to learn and navigate the person i am now and every day man don't don't get every day is a challenge for me
1: I have yep. to be honest with that every day is a challenge is there any tools that you've learned that, that could help you and maybe you give to others that help you get through what you're going through?
0: One of the tools that really helped me out is uh, when I was, you know, I, I went through I went through a lot after football. And I mean, we're not even scratching the surface. No, yeah. uh, one of the tools that helped me when I uh, started to rebuild my life, because I mean, I was in a situation where I lost everything. Uh, I was listening to uh, this lady by the name of Esther Hicks. She did these these speaking. She does these speaking things or whatever. And don't get me wrong. I'm uh, I was born a Baptist, religious, whole nine Christian, but she was coming at things at in a different in a different way, and it's more so about frequency and energy and. You know, I got into the law of attraction. And oh yeah, that
1: book, that yeah. that
0: sort of stuff. So it was, it was thinking on this. It it's thinking on the whole. New no, level. this this quantum physics. So you're thinking on a whole another level, and people yeah. still don't get this. No. And she began to talk about, you know, uh, how your your thoughts
1: are a frequency. They are perceive our future. You know what I mean?
0: Your thought is actually an energy. It's actually a frequency. It's a vibration that you actually give out into the world. And she's talking about, she goes, what you think about has an effect on how you feel.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And how you feel has an effect on how you act and the choices you make. And
1: how you act and the choices you make determines your destiny. If you heard that shit when you were 19 years old, imagine how different... That path would have
0: been exactly, and the fact of the matter is, we're in total control of that whole scenario. So it don't it don't matter what you go through. Yep, it's more so what's your perspective on on your shit? Yeah, what you go through. And don't get me wrong, there's times when when things shit just go bad. Shit is just horrible. Yeah, and you know for every. You got every right to take your ass in the corner and suck your thumb if that's what you wanna do. Yep. But you can't stay there. No, no. You can't stay. No. Life goes on. So just, uh, for me, just learning how to process trauma, because between 2000 and 2010, actually, let's back it up. Mm-hmm. Between 97 and 2010, I had number trauma throughout every year throughout my life. It was uh it was and when it came to football it was injuries, it was emotional trauma. It yeah. was dealing with my childhood trauma starting to flash back in and affect my decision making and my relationships and you know that yeah. sort of thing and uh yeah it's it's I didn't, again, that, that's all personal development stuff. Yeah.
1: You got to go through the shit, though, to learn it. it too, exactly. At the
0: same time, exactly, right? exactly. And luckily for me, man, you know, it, it all goes back to Joe Hoskins.
1: The mindset say, yeah. it
0: gave me, even though in the moment I didn't have the tools that I needed, but what I did have is that grit to move forward, the, to to get up yeah. and move. It, it's just like kind of like. Uh, Martin Luther king got a he got a quote that he says if you can't fly run yeah if you can't forward. run
1: walk if you yeah.
0: can't walk crawl by all means just keep moving keep moving
1: yeah was there a point where you couldn't keep moving at all like was there a point where it was so dark that you couldn't keep moving it was man
0: I was always moving but at the same time I got into doing coke I got into doing things that was totally outside of my outside of who I really was yeah and part of that was I was chasing the old Vince. I remember uh, the first time I ever did coke, and this was after my career. Okay. And for the first time when I did it, it I actually felt like my old self, because I had a natural high. But luckily for me, yeah. luckily for me, I had responsibilities of a, of a family, yeah. I had a job, Yeah. so and sure. I had, I did have personal awareness too, right? Yeah. And and I still got my grit.
1: Yeah. So what <laughs> right. made you say, What the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean?
0: Man, I remember, man, I uh it was it might have been two thousand five, 2005, five, two thousand six, I had uh you know, I had my sport consulting company. Uh things I fell apart then, I lost like a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, I, I had uh did did all this work for like three years to build this company, I got $4.4 million on the books, ready for everything to go through in regard to, to be paid, yeah. $4.4 million. Yeah. work done. And you know, the, uh, the company that I was dealing with, they were fraudulent in what they were doing in regard to uh, how they were handling some of their other stuff. Yeah. The stuff I was doing, working with the Economic Recovery Act, Tax Code 616A, you know, it was all legit strategy, legit. Just the people behind it wasn't legit,
1: and you didn't know that at the time. And right? I, I
0: didn't know that at the time, right? Yeah. And you know, I lost, I lost everything. I, I remember my my first brand new car was, uh, was a Mustang GT. Then I bought a Beamer. Then I bought an Infinity truck. Then I bought a Mercedes. When I lost everything, I went out and bought a 1988. Ford Escort for $300, beat the hell up. So I had nothing. That's all I got.
1: So, how does your mindset go from being at the top to taking everything away from you to jumping in that car? Luckily, I had Joe Hoskins, baby. <laughs> <That> <laughs> Luckily, you, I had Joe Hoskins, baby. So, that must have been the lowest low of your life, probably.
0: Right that was there. the lowest low of my life. And that's one thing about me, man. I know the grind. So what was the grind after that? The grind after that, I was... Because uh, that's a crazy story. You know I what I mean? I was building houses during the day, yeah. working at Dojek at night, and bartending
1: when I got a chance. Shit. And you had a family, too. And to I had a family. To family, too. Man. And what year would this be now?
0: That would have been like in 2000... Uh, 2000-
1: eight, nine, ten. Shit. So we're, when you kind of, we kind of started linking up, not linking up, but when you started coaching me when I was 15, you were going through one of the hardest shit of your life and you still showed up to practice every day and we had no idea. That, that is, that's some that's some crazy mindset right there. Holy but, shit. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, you're making me feel emotional. It's all good, but yeah, that's crazy because I didn't have, we, like, personally, me and a lot of players who you're coaching probably had no idea about this. You know what I mean? Man,
0: you guys don't know the half of the story. No, too. I know, yeah. And, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot in those years, dude. That I that I truly personally had to had to fight through. And like I said, man, when I got this brain injury, nobody set me down and you know gave me tools or explained things to me or be aware of this or be aware of that. Yeah. I had to navigate this thing on my own, just with a with a relentless mindset of just finding a way to just move forward, no matter what.
1: Yeah. You found a way, you know what I mean. Look where you are right now. You you're you're set doing your thing. You know what I hey, mean.
0: Hey, man, when you have no other option, you have no other option.
1: Yeah, man, that it, it keeps giving me goosebumps. You know what I mean. I don't want to keep asking you questions, but I just kind of want to sit here and just like think about that. You know what I mean? Like, congrats. You know what I mean? Hey, man, it's it's, it's crazy. You come easy, from man. yeah, came come all the way from Detroit, and you inspiring kids in Canada like this. You know what I mean? I'm sure your kids back in Detroit would look at this too and be like, wow. But coach, okay, um, let's get back into it here though. So, coaching, man, Shamar got into coaching because of Shamar. I'm assuming a yeah. you know what I mean. I know it's hard, but oh
0: yeah, man. You know what? Yeah. Coaching, coaching is probably definitely one of the things that help help you know bring me around, get you through the, some shit because of the fact that it gave me it gave me a responsibility. It gave me, uh, it gave me, uh, uh, re, it reignited the passion in me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right because. No, I uh, up until then I wasn't around football. When I walked away from football, I walked away.
1: You weren't even looking at it. Yeah, or I wasn't anything,
0: hey? looking at it whatsoever until he until he got involved.
1: And, and did he want to play football, or you were like, oh, "I'm gonna get him into football." Yeah, he, he
0: wanted he want to play. Yeah, he wanted to play. And uh, once I started coaching, man, you know that changed my life. The group of kids, I got to coach. Oh my God, Jamal Hooker, Chan December. I was gonna say the Kate boys. <laughs> I got to I got to coach some of the, some studs, some of the greatest to ever come through Regina, exactly, and have impact Don't on them, them, right? No, yeah, and yep. uh, you know, going through that and having you know the uh, the success, you know, with the, with the boys, you know, that just helped me uh, refine refine Vincent again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like when you went home, were you kind of like thinking those are not my kids, but you know what I mean? That's family right there. You know what I mean? Man,
0: those my those are my babies, man. Yeah, just like you. You one of my babies, man. It'll always be like that, no matter what.
1: Yeah, you got. You were with those guys for a minute though, since they were like eight, I bet. Since eight, nine. Eight, man. Nine, So all the way to high school. Yeah,
0: all the way, all the way, to, pretty much through high school. Through high so school, I was, I was so lucky and blessed to be able to have that as a coach, man. because you know I got more out of that. I. More likely than they did no, in I the don't. in the aspect of again that was my medicine.
1: Yeah, man, how was how was Lebolus? How was like I know you coached the kids from all there, but how was coaching a high school team? You know what I mean? Being was, back in a high school,
0: it was interesting, man. Yeah.
1: Especially my first
0: year because you know, uh, and I mean, I got this in the RMF too. Being a former professional player, yeah, you know, some people get their backs up and. Yeah. this and that and you don't get opportunities like some of the other people people make it they make it hard for I you i know what you mean yeah they make it for hard sure. for you especially when you're not part of the good old boys club exactly yeah and uh going to the you know i appreciate john ford actually giving me that that opportunity to to come and coach on this coaching staff and my my first year you know working with uh I was working with Sheldon. Sheldon Gray. Yeah, Sheldon. Sheldon Gray.
1: Was, that was like elite was coaching stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, but he did. He did all. The, I didn't do a lot of coaching.
1: Yeah, he was the and
0: coach. Actually, actually, after my first year there, the next two years, I coached receivers.
1: Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Before I came there, though, I think that's before you came. I I coached receivers, yeah. Well, you were played, you were a DB, you know how to like beat a DB, you know, know, know every little move to do, yeah.
0: Come on, I coached receivers, right? And uh, then uh, after a few years, I was able to, uh, once once Sheldon, you know, got got used to me and understood what I was about,
1: yeah. uh, You moved into the D coordinator almost, didn't you? Yeah,
0: once he left and went to, uh, U of R, I moved into the
1: defensive coordinator role. And I was in my last year. You were yeah, the deco- coordinator. And as you know, we did things that uh, teams <laughs> – teams never seen no you put me at db (laughs) i swear you put me at db and i was blitzing from db i'm like i'll do this fuck it (laughs) you know it worked out we did we did some things that was
0: totally unorthodox we won four uh, years in a row there championship man exactly and uh, it was a lot of fun and a lot of great players a lot of great coaches and uh, a lot of great relationships It was a
1: great time you know what i mean and then how did you get into the u of r who asked you to do that or did you apply, or what was going on in the situation? My boy Sheldon I Gray. I know. I had to say I had to wait. Yeah. Man, that's
0: the one thing about Sheldon Gray, man. He he recognized talent.
1: He was my dog, man. Sheldon yeah. Gray was my favorite coach from fucking high school because he was the Team SAS coach, too. Right. And he was the reason why I fucking went to your exactly. life Just to his system. And he was just, he was intense. I've never seen a coach that would like punch a fucking marble thing and almost break his hand. He did it last year again. He did it. Nah, <laughs> I thought he
0: was cool. <laughs> he was. He was cool, but he he lost. He lost. He his lost shit. his shit again. He lost his shit and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> coach, <laughs> He actually broke it this time. <laughs> oh no, fuck, man. Yeah, but... So I think he. I think he's learned his lesson about that. But Sheldon, man, man. what a remarkable coach. Intelligent. Yeah, like, I, I. I like. Man, there's no way if the, if he choose to be a coordinator professionally, he'll damn he'll, he'll damn sure be one be one of the best at it because yep. of uh, how his mind works and the work ethic that he puts in, and it's it's second and none. So, you know, when he got the opportunity to become uh, the coordinator over there, it was, it was like V man, there was no question. You want you the best in Canada at this. How I'm not gonna bring you exactly.
1: Yeah, so that's awesome. That That's just like it all started at Labolus, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And even started earlier because those kids that went to Labolus, you wouldn't even have been there if we weren't coaching those kids earlier. Yeah, yeah. Crazy how life works like that.
0: Exactly. We got our path, man. We just got to trust the process.
1: And see, after you got in at 2016, you got there in 2016, right? Yeah. You um, coached Team Canada in 2018 and won the gold medal with the guys. Oh, yeah. How was that?
0: Oh, man, Jeff Stusick, that's my guy, Yeah, man. Jeff, yeah. That's my guy. Uh, he uh, he gave me the opportunity to come in and, and coach with him. And uh, the the latitude that he gave me with the team to, yep. to just be V and do his thing and be yep. able to speak to the team and just do what I do, right? Yep. And, and even – uh, coaching that team, I didn't even coach DBs. I coached linebackers.
1: Really, in the in the team's ask, wow, I no coached way.
0: linebackers, right? Jeez. And but I played linebacker.
1: too. Yeah, versatile, yeah, versatile
0: or whatever. But what a great, what a great uh, opportunity I was given. Uh, what a great uh, moment we had as a team, man. It was it was one of the most incredible experience I ever had. Just based on, you know. Uh, what we went through and what the process was to win gold. Yeah. Like it's hard. It's it's hard, man. But the process he put in play. Yeah. Man, second to none. Dude. We got
1: good coaching here in Saskatchewan. Oh. You know what I mean? Hey. I think we got one of the best coaching in Canada in Saskatchewan. Man, you
0: don't you don't win the Canada Cup. Don't no. get me wrong.
1: No. Don't get
0: me wrong. We we got some pretty good players here in
1: here in Saskatchewan. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you
0: don't win the Canada Cup yep. without having great coaching. coaching.
1: That's what I'm saying. And I I swear we're tougher here in Saskatchewan other compared to the other teams. When I was playing Team Canada, we would just out tough them. You know what oh, I mean? Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. And we and our thing was our thing was, you know, we were disciplined. We always if you watch SAS team, they yeah. always gonna be a disciplined team.
1: Yeah. Because the coaches, what do you what do you exactly. think that comes from? Exactly, they're you know always I mean?
0: gonna be discipline. It's, it's never gonna be no arguing. It's never gonna be players fighting on. The, it's never gonna be a me guy. Never gonna on be the a team. me guy. Never. You know, if it is a me guy on the team, he damn sure isn't showing it.
1: No, yeah, that's one thing I realized in sas football. I never had that me guy because you know what I mean. Sometimes I was the me guy, but you always made sure it was a team atmosphere. You always coached that from the upper levels, came all the way down. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you get to pro. There's a bunch of me guys at pro. Oh yeah. oh yeah. There's a bunch of me guys, I and I kind of realized my stats. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bonuses guys. that come with that. I know, and I realized that. I was like, shit. You know what I mean? Some guys won't even say hi to you. Exactly. <laughs> even as,
0: even as a professional, I wish I probably would have been more of a me guy.
1: Yeah. I'm starting to realize that too. You know yeah. what I mean? Going into my years, stop being like trying to figure out figure out where I fit. Now I fit. You know what right. I mean? I'm that guy. I'm gonna right. figure my stuff out on special right. teams. Right. So, it's cool. I the way you're talking about coaching, I feel like you're. You know how you say V ain't there. I think V's there when you're coaching. You know what I mean? The way you're speaking about it, and the way you talk about the kids, and the way you put your effort into it. I think the old V comes back when you're coaching. You don't even it's, realize it. It's he. He's he's there. Just it's just some of the other things. Yep. Uh, uh
0: Attributes about myself. That, yeah. That's, the connections and everything. That, that's not there, right? Yeah.
1: But well, man, that's awesome. And so you're going. You're still with the Rams at the moment, right?
0: Oh yeah, man. I I, I love coaching the Regina Rams. Uh, it's, it's a great opportunity. I I got guys that. You know, I've been coaching since they were like 14, 15 years old playing on the Rams. That's and, what I mean. You know, through my uh, Defensive Back Academy, yep. you know, I get opportunity to work with young kids and help help these kids live their dream. And
1: Let's talk about that then a little bit. So sure. your Defensive Back Academy, is that through your sp- everything? What's what is what's the company called again? True Potential. True Potential. So is that all through True Potential, the coaching, everything? Everything. And the reason
0: why I named my company True Potential because I didn't reach my True Potential as an athlete.
1: Really, you were a hell of a fucking athlete. Maybe eh, you had like three hundred and forty-three tackles in the CFL. You yeah. had five sacks. I saw you played ten years. That's a lot better than any other professional athlete out there. Yeah. Normal guys play three years, and you really think you didn't meet your true potential?
0: My true potential was should have been playing in the NFL. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That was my true potential, but because of of uh, personal issues, right? And yeah. and and. and um, Uh, lack of personal
1: development, I didn't reach
0: my true potential.
1: And then you're trying to help people find their true potential. Make sure they don't stay comfortable and make sure they take that fucking chance regardless if you want to leave There you go. That's why I do what I do. I love it. You know what I mean? Check out True Potential. It's on Instagram. He's got it on Facebook. Where else can we find you on that?
0: Uh, My website is uh, Vincent... Vincent Donaldson, V E N T S O N, D O N E L S O N dot com. You get
1: all the information yeah. there. And you do you do speed training, strength training, you even do um recruiting consulting. What what was uh, that all a part of?
0: What that's about is identifying uh players that potentially, you know, have uh the skill set to, you know, go to the next level and uh you know, helping them in that process, helping them live their dream.
1: Yeah, like letting them know that they can do it. Like I didn't know I could make the CFL until maybe my third year in, the, in university. Yeah. If I knew maybe I could make it in grade 12 or grade 11, yeah. you know how much harder you'd be working and exactly. working on your craft? Yeah, man, I really respect what you're doing for the exactly. game because here in Canada, we don't have that. Yeah. We don't have that in Saskatchewan. You go to the States, they got everything. Exactly. They got everything from the top level up and down. You know, you're going to the NFL, you're grade eight. You know what I mean? Exactly. At that point. Yeah. So I really, I really think it's cool and I really think it's going to blow up here in Saskatchewan I, for oh, you. There's no other option. No, there ain't no other option. <laughs> exactly. Right. Keep moving. And then a part of that is your motivational speaking too, right? Oh, yeah. You're oh, really yeah. into that. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's not just sports either. You no, do that for companies, right? You know, for companies also. Yeah. yeah. So you want to speak about it a, little bit, a little bit?
0: Yes. Uh, like I, um, I got I got a program called the uh, mind of a champion. Yep. And where it, it, it really outlines, you know the outlines the mindset that it takes to 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 be a champion. I mean, I've been in sports for what thirty two years and out of thirty two years I believe I've been a part of twenty five championship teams. That's crazy. Right? Yep. And and uh, it's, 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 it's about mindset, it's about uh, learning how to persevere. You know, it's, 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 it's learning how to, how to, you know, getting people learning how to deal with adversity. Yeah. Right. Because adversity, man, it, it, it's one of those things It can, it's, it, it'll show you who you really are. It's just like, just like being on the football field. I tell players all the time, playing a game of football will show you who you really are inside. Exactly. Because right? it's adversity I mean? everywhere.
1: No, everywhere you go from the coaches, from the players to even going home and dealing with family and then having to go play. It's a hard decision sometimes, you exactly. know what I mean? Anything exactly. in your life could cause a little bit of disruption, you know what I mean, and it affect the football field. Exactly. So yeah, man, that's freaking really awesome. How is the program going? Do you, are you going out to companies and visiting yep. them out?
0: Yep. I uh, actually uh, just did a keynote with uh, SAS Polytech. I went to uh, all four of their uh, different campuses. I'm now really starting to push that part of the business. I hadn't really been pushing the motivational speaking side yep. of it so um am to really, get you
1: a YouTube channel you know what I mean oh, put you oh, on yeah. there
0: oh yeah I got a channel I just gotta put more content oh, on there oh okay right? yeah, that's awesome so it's, it's for me uh, it's a matter of just making sure I get everything organized get everything yeah. set understand understand what I'm great at and you know bring in the help that I need to uh, do the things that I'm
1: not great at and this is something you enjoy hey? I'm assuming oh man you know what I mean there's no reason you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't oh, enjoy it oh hey? man I
0: love it man there's nothing like being able to uh touch somebody touch somebody's spirit exactly man you could touch somebody's spirit <laughs> no yeah just like your coach that's different did, you know what i mean you just like have different your coach did everybody can't touch another person's spirit
1: nah man no yeah you gotta get comfortable with people and you gotta get deep with them it's easy to learn something from somebody who just made it you know what i mean it had yep. no struggles and did it but it's really cool to listen to somebody who freaking had it and then lost it all lost it all lost it fucking all and then came back you know what I mean? That's a real story. Like, I don't want to listen to anybody that just kind of made it on luck. You know what I mean? I want to watch somebody who freaking fell, came back. And they're still doing their thing. They keep moving. Just keep moving. Yeah, you got a book coming out anytime soon, or what's going on? Working on it, man. There's a book coming. Okay, and,
0: and you just you just said something. I think I'm gonna put a speech together for this summer. called it Keep Moving.
1: Keep moving, camp. Keep yeah, man. moving. There we go. You can make it a camp too. Keep moving. You know what exactly. I mean? You got, exactly. You got you got a lot of stuff coming out. I bet, man. Oh, and yeah, I'm excited man, to I'm, hear the I'm, future. I'm
0: excited about the future, man. It's uh, it just matter of just getting aligned with the uh, with the right people with the with sure. the same passion, exactly, and. Uh, making that happen
1: Facts, man um, do you want to continue and talk about anything else here or do you think we did pretty- I know we didn't even scratch the surface right now <laughs> but that surface right now is more than any- more than I knew and more than a lot of kids out there probably knew about you and I really think it's a cool yeah. story Benson I'm really happy that you came on the podcast man I uh, appreciate you man I really enjoy it thanks again hey all good Benson Donaldson talk to you guys later